welcome to the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session, where we talk about all things guitar-related. My name is Dr. T, and I am not a licensed therapist, but I play one on a podcast. Today on the Tweed Couch, we are sharing short stories from the couch. Now, you probably noticed some different music. Now, the reason for that is because this is a different type of segment. This is going to be completely geared around some short stories, things that aren't necessarily something that we can do a full-blown therapy session on. Instead, this is just maybe a win, maybe a story, maybe something that is out there that interests us that is meant to take maybe 10, 15 minutes to share. So, please enjoy short stories from the couch. After a word from our sponsor. If you are looking for a way to help support the Tweed Couch and it costs no money to you, then check out our YouTube channel and become a subscriber. Also, you can tell someone about the podcast and share an episode with them. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Are you looking for a party with a purpose? If you love music, if you love family friendly, if you love camping, then you should look into LifeFest. LifeFest is one of the largest Christian music festivals in America and draws attendees from across the United States to worship together, deepen their faith, and strengthen relationships with family and friends. This three-day event features dozens of artists, engaging seminars, and much more. This year in 2021, we have two festivals. Come join a party with a purpose in Oshkosh, Wisconsin on July 8th through 11th or on the Johnny Cash Hideaway Farm in Bon Agua, Tennessee on July 29th through 31st. I'll see you there. Well, I think it is a good time for us to come together and have a short story from the couch with Barber. So, Barber, tell me, do you happen to have just a quick short story? 10, 15 minutes to talk about on the Tweed Couch. I got a story. This is really like eight, nine years ago now, but it's definitely one that sticks out in my mind. I was I was touring, yeah. and we were in Wisconsin at the time. We were just about to record this like small little compilation album that, that you know that we did every year. I did for two years, and we were doing a show like like I said three days before recording. And I'm standing with my acoustic guitar, which is just like this Ibanez acoustic electric. And it was at the time when I don't I don't know if you remember where some acoustic guitars had the quarter inch jack input, but also an XLR input. Oh, yeah. They don't really make them anymore. And I think I know why. And I just plugged my XLR right in because I thought that was cool. No direct box needed. Oh, yeah. And I used to use a quarter inch like angle jacks. But I was like, no, this is cooler now. I'm going to use this. XLR. Be- well, if you've got them, right? Like if you've got something that does it in the guitar, why on earth would you want to use one of those crummy 30 to $200 cases that, come on, you're just going to mess with the tone. That's all you're yes. going to do. That was my thought exactly. So I was like, oh, this yeah, is awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm using it. So I'm standing there. Someone's talking. I think our lead singer was telling a whimsical story about something. And then all of a sudden... My guitar is no longer hanging on me. It is on the ground. My strap <laughs> broke. <laughs> the strap itself or the strap button? The strap, actually. It, was, oh it my just gosh. completely just the, wasn't a good strap in hindsight, just broke. And my guitar is on the floor. And I go, oh no. And I pick it up. And all of a sudden, I don't see the input jack, the XLR, because it is shoved inside the guitar. 
uh, which uh, so in hindsight, if I would have just used a quarter inch jack that was angled, this wouldn't have happened. But because it was an XLR that was sticking out uh, straight, so it broke. Oh, well, that's frustrating enough. But I'm, as you remember from previous couch sessions, a left handed musician. I couldn't just use any guitar. I had to use uh, a left handed one. So we literally do a GPS Google search for the nearest guitar store. And we go, and it's we were in a town called La Crosse, Wisconsin, and I'm okay. kind of in like a really bad mood because I didn't want to have to buy a new guitar. Uh, I oh, had the course. money to do so, but I get there and I'm kind of very curmudgeonly. And my friends are, you know, the people I'm touring with are trying to like, oh, it's fun, Andrew, you get to buy a new guitar, and I'm like, ah, whatever. So I try. Yeah. There were like three guitars there. There was a Taylor, and then there was this Fender guitar, and I think a Martin, but the Martin was like two grand, so that was definitely out of my price range. Right. I, I settle on the Fender. This actually could have been a very key moment in my life that if I would have gone with the Taylor, I probably would have been a Taylor guitarist, which I'm more yeah. of a Martin guy. But uh, different story for a different yeah, day. Right. So I go and I play and my friends are all like, why don't we look around? Like, why don't we, you know, stick around and play? And and I said, I just want to get out of here. Let's just take my guitar and let's go. Yeah. Uh, come to find out later that it was a guitar store and you may be familiar with it called Dave's Guitar Shop. Uh, yes. It, oh man, Dave's Guitar Shop. I I swear, every time people mention Lacrosse, Wisconsin, some people, you know, when I was on tour and I was going mm-hmm. through Minnesota and Wisconsin, and people would say Lacrosse, Wisconsin, I thought of the sport. Yeah. Now me too. Now, whenever I hear Lacrosse, Wisconsin, I think of Dave's Guitar Shop and the museum it is, and the beautiful place it is, and. All of the stuff that is just there at your disposal, mm-hmm. I, it, it's, it's an amazing place. Now, you said this was about nine years ago. I'm willing yeah. to bet they still had all of the same type of stuff that they have now because it's a vintage history museum, really. Yes. I did not know that, and I did not know you at this point. This was maybe about six months before we met, Yeah. Uh, so you couldn't have educated me. Uh, in so yeah, I was at this legendary guitar shop in a bad mood. Did not take one minute to go and realize, oh, look at the beauty and majesty of all this. Yep. Just because I was in a bad mood because I broke a guitar. So moral of the story, I think, is when you go into a music store, especially if it's like a mom and pop looking shop, take the time to go exploring because you're potentially going to miss something really cool, which I did. I've been back since. Amazing place. I love it there. But that first time, yeah, I definitely kick in myself now that I didn't spend a little bit more time appreciating the rich history of what is Dave's Guitar Shop. So did you end up buying a new guitar or did you get the old one fixed? No. So the problem with the old one was I needed to replace like the whole, there's like a preamp built into the bottom of the input jack because of the, that's where the preamp was because of the XLR input. I literally had to like send a way to get one. So no, I ended up buying a Fender acoustic electric. I still have it. Uh, it was my first solid top acoustic guitar. The sides were laminate, but the top was solid. So I got maybe like three or four years out of that before I bought my first like really nice quality guitar. But that stick yeah. with me through the rest of the road. It was, it was definitely like my beater guitar. So yes, I yeah. did buy a new guitar, did do the recording. Everything turned out really nicely. But yeah, I just missed this great opportunity to see a bit of history and see some really cool stuff. Yeah. 
That's an interesting short story, and actually it probably brings me to one of my short stories that I have regarding an acoustic guitar. Because mm-hmm. when you said that it broke, like it fell off of you, the guitar strap just let go, and now all of a sudden you've got part of the guitar that was one piece now inside it in many pieces. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of one time on the road, very similar to what you were with a bunch of different people. We were going into churches and, and doing ministry work and all that. And I had the guitar sitting on the top step because we were playing in a church sanctuary. So there was like mm-hmm. an altar area that rose up. And so I put my guitar up at the top area, not on the altar, but, you know, like that area up there on the stand. And I mostly played electric. And I would go to grab my electric guitar, I'd play it, and then I'd put it down. And I ran my electric wireless. Mm -hmm. But I ran my acoustic wired. Hmm. So occasionally, when I would go to put the acoustic down, now the cable is out towards the microphone. Mm -hmm. Now I've got to put it back and get the cable out of the way so I can be wireless again. And sure enough, I go there, I take my electric guitar, which was a Paul Reed Smith CE-22, and I put it on the stand, gorgeous, no problem, grab yep. the acoustic, play the song, put the acoustic down, grab the PRS, and as I quickly spin around, because it's a very quick transition, I hook mm-hmm. the cable. Oh, and when no. I hook the cable, the guitar falls down four steps to get to where I was standing down at the bottom. And Oh, wow. The input jack, which, mm-hmm. well, I guess technically you would call it the output jack. Uh, the mm-hmm. output jack on the guitar ended up having a big crack, but it didn't go through. Nice. So that was good. The neck and the body where it meets mm-hmm. had a crack. In the finish, I don't think that the neck was actually separating, but definitely it was enough to mess with it. And there was a big old dent in the top of the top and i just remember going oh no crazy thing is still played in tune (laughs) nice i was was like and it was a fender dg 20 ce which is a cheaper fender guitar and i yeah man it i i was shocked i would say that i still own that guitar today but it was stolen out of the back of my vehicle one day Oh, no. Yeah, the crazy thing is, is, you know, I've mentioned all the damage to it, mm-hmm. and the case was in crummy condition as well, and there was a lot of little issues with it, mm-hmm. and someone busted out the back window. I'm sure it cost more to replace the window than it would have to just purchase the guitar. That's, that's really funny. But yeah, it was in Minneapolis, and mm-hmm. Minneapolis, Minnesota, they busted out the back window, took the guitar, they left the golf clubs which were worth (laughs) easily twice more. That's funny. Yeah, and they just grabbed the guitar and they went. And I just, you know, it's interesting. And maybe maybe I need to do a podcast on having guitars stolen because there is nothing that has hit me more to the core than having a guitar stolen. I feel very blessed that that's never happened to me, knock on wood. But yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's really interesting because... You know, like I said, it's not like I love this guitar. I already had my Taylor 710 CE. I don't play acoustic that much, but it was just the fact that it was a guitar and it was stolen Mm. from me that it just completely rocked my world. That's tough. 
yeah. and because it wasn't worth very much, insurance didn't mm. cover it either. So yeah, I actually I did give away the the original guitar that broke. I eventually did get it fixed, and I actually was able to give it away to another left-handed musician who was struggling to find a guitar cheap enough. He was you know just starting out. He was That's a drummer. Awesome. And so I was able to give it away and pay it forward. So even though it did cause me a whole lot of a heartache for a good 20, 40, 24, 48 hours, I was able to put it to good use a year or two later. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I would say that is definitely an excellent short story on the couch. Thank you so much, Barber, for joining in on Short Stories from the Couch. I uh, Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.